1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you all to a new edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast. My name is JR of the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. And today we have two absolutely amazing guests. We're going to be introduced to Caitlin Dykes, a Special Olympics athlete hailing from Virginia, and David Persons, a Special Olympics athlete hailing from Minnesota. We're going to learn today all about the Polar Plunge. I'm sure at some point in time you've seen the news clips. You've seen people in bathing suits jumping into ice cold water. But what you may not know is that it's been for a good cause. Special Olympics holds polar plunges all across North America, in every state. You can go to specialolympics.org and figure out where they hold your local polar plunge. And it raises money to help supplement Special Olympics programs and events. All year long, all over the country, you can go in and take the plunge, you can go and donate, you can encourage friends to do so. This is all a benefit to Special Olympics. And so we're going to find out from Caitlin and David what this experience is like. David has done more than 100 polar plunges, which raises a whole lot of money. And by the way, you probably know Minnesota can get very, very cold. I haven't done a polar plunge, Caitlin and David, I got to admit, they're braver than I am. We're going to learn more about the polar plunge. We're going to find out why Caitlin and David are involved with Special Olympics, and we're going to learn about unified partners, individuals without intellectual disabilities who go ahead and participate in sports with athletes who are in Special Olympics. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and learn about the polar plunge, something that I'm terrified of. These folks are brave. Let's go ahead and talk to Caitlin and Dave. Caitlin, I want to pose this question to you to get started. We have so much to get into about the polar plunge and what it is, and, and, and we'll get there. Caitlin, do us a favor. What sports do you participate in?
2: I participate in soccer, softball, and basketball.
1: Amazing. What about you, Dave? I
3: compete in golf, bowling powerlifting in the past, and bocce ball.
1: And you both have participated in Special Olympics for for quite some time now. David, you, you became an athlete starting in what year? 2004, correct? 2004, yep. And what drew you to Special Olympics? Were you invited? Did someone tell you? Did you find out about it? What drew you to Special Olympics? I
3: was just bowling with family, and my family is very supportive of me, and you want me to try Special Olympics? See if I would like it or
1: not. And I guess you, you, you've done more than like it. You've loved it. You've participated for so many years. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about the powerlifting aspect of it in, in a minute. Caitlin, what about yourself? You've participated since 2013, not as long as Dave, but how did you find out about Special Olympics? What got you involved?
2: One of my friends. His name is Coach Jeff. He played challenger ball with me. And his son aged out of the program. So he left challenger ball. Then he came to visit. He told me to come join Special Olympics softball.
1: That's amazing. When you think about Special Olympics, Caitlin, and and for all the years that you've participated, what's your favorite memory
2: I had three Special Olympics memories. One was earlier this month I got to carry the torch at opening ceremonies for the polar plunge. And I also sung the national anthem at state games in local tournaments as well. And also another memory is one of my earlier Special Olympics memories. It was scoring the winning. I scored the winning basketball with a few seconds left at the clock.
1: Oh, you're like Michael Jordan, but better, Caitlin, right?
2: <laughs> right.
1: Okay, I'm fine with that. You, you mentioned the polar plunge, and, and that's a big focus. We know we're still in wintertime right now. Uh, Dave, I know you're much more familiar with winter than all of us living in Minnesota. For anyone who's not familiar with the Polar Plunge, what is it, Dave?
3: The Plunge takes place in late January and runs through mid-March. We have 23 locations within the state that raise up to $4 million annually per year.
1: And I know that we have uh, polar plunges that take place all over America. Every state has them. You can go to specialolympics.org. And I know this, the, the polar plunge is to help raise money for Special Olympics programs. I've seen it before. People get in their bathing suits, they jump into the ice-cold water, and it's for a good cause. Dave, how many have you participated in? Uh,
3: 163 plunges.
1: 163 plunges into the icy water? How do you feel when you do that? How do you get prepared? Well,
3: there's all back in- don't back it over once you are not into the bear. When you <laughs> see the water, it may be intimidating, but you still got to go for it.
1: Might be intimidating, but you still have to go for it. What about Would you? Go ahead, David. Would I'm sorry.
3: sentence? Let's say a plunge and five super plunges down in Rochester, Minnesota.
1: Five super plunges. So what's the difference between the regular polar plunge and a super plunge? What's the
3: difference? The regular plunge, you only got a raise up to $75. Then the more you earn, the more incentives you get. But for the super plunge, you have to raise up to $3,000. And then it's the second week in February, and it's 24 plunges within 24 hours. Wow. Three out of five super plunges were negative 45 wind when you started out. So how, what was the temperature? Negative 45, one chill, three times.
1: Dave, you are one of the toughest people I have ever met in life. Caitlin, let me ask you, how many plunges have you participated in?
2: I have plunged in the polar plunge for 10 years. This year was my 10th year. I go all in under the water, and then I go high five the safety team.
1: So you're not you're not afraid or intimidated. I I heard Dave say that when it's time to jump on in, you just look forward. You don't look back. What's your approach? How do you get prepared for for a plunge?
2: I just feed on everybody's energy.
1: Just feed on everybody's energy. And I just
3: want to show you something that I earned from doing some of the super plunges. Yeah, let's see it. Is a polar bear.
1: There we go. Right. Wow.
3: Aaron, this polar bear from the share from Olmsted County, Minnesota, Don Rashester, for 100 plunges.
1: 100 plunges. You might as well be a polar bear yourself. Has anybody called you a polar bear? No. Well, first first time for everything. I think you are, you are half man, half polar bear, because I couldn't imagine – hopping in and doing more than 100 polar plunges. And for all of those who are listening to this podcast, Dave was holding up a white polar bear figure, a gift to the bravest and hardiest of the polar bears, of which I think Dave is. I'm in Atlanta right now, where it's been about 70 to 80 degrees every day. Dave is in Minnesota, where they just got like two feet of snow dumped on them. Jumping into a lake where the beach has a blanket of snow on top of the sand, that takes a whole lot of courage. In a moment, the importance of family, both the one you're born into and the one that you develop within the Special Olympics community. I have a, a simpler question that I want to pose to you, Dave, but I want to ask Caitlin first. What would you say to anyone about joining or participating in Special Olympics? Why is Special Olympics a great organization for people to join?
2: At Special Olympics, everyone is welcome.
1: I love it. What about what would you say, Dave? What, would, what advice would you give to someone about joining Special Olympics?
3: Get friends and show off your skills. And that people see the ability within the disability in competing in the sports.
1: And when you talk about when you talk about friends and being able to to find new friends and, and, and family, why is that something important to you, Dave?
3: It's important because you get the support from your teammates, your coaches, and your siblings and your friends.
1: Caitlin, and for you, correct me if I'm wrong, Caitlin, you have a twin, don't you? Yes.
2: Yes, sir. Her name's Ashley.
1: And b- between Ashley and, and, and other members of your family, how important is family to you? What does family mean to you?
2: My family is very important. They're always here for me, supporting me. And some of them even polar plunge with me.
1: So who in your family has also went on the plunge with you?
2: My mom, my dad, my twin sister. My sister's best friend. I had two cousins plunge with me and my aunt and uncle.
1: Now that is a whole family affair. Was anybody scared about doing the polar plunge? Did you have to kind of tell someone to come on and join you or did everybody jump right in?
2: I had to catch them a little bit. I told them that them you don't have to go all the way like I do. Just go where you feel comfortable. I also said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and I like to challenge myself.
1: Dave, what about you? Uh, Caitlin has is taken her whole family with her on the plunge. You've been on more than 100. When you've plunged, who's joined you? Have you encouraged anyone to join you?
3: Uh, Sister Nancy has plunged with me before. From my milestone plunges the 80th, the 90th, 100th.
1: And did she do so? She jumped right in, or did you have to convince her just a little bit?
3: Well, I would have to say that the first time we did the plunge down in Rochester, Minnesota, I left her on the dock because I wanted to do the cannonball into the plunge, into the water. She was still on the dock when I was in the water. It was a videotape after her racing back to the beach with me. Since then she's been okay. But I got a, a friend who's a weather forecaster up here. He says the plunge only takes a few seconds. You're in and out, but then it's stings for four months. He was only kidding.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say four months. He he, he he has a lot of jokes there. Dave, you you're taking cannonballs into the water. You used to power lift. You're one of the toughest folks who who I have met. What got you into powerlifting,
3: Dave? My friend Ben Swartz, who's a trainer, and my friend now, koonin Corte, We just want to get in shape because I'm past my mid-50s. And I got a PR before COVID that was 290 pounds for a deadlift.
1: That's your personal record?
3: So far, for a deadlift, 290
1: and you're, if you don't mind me asking, you're you're over fifty. What you're about fifty-seven, right?
3: Fifty-seven, correct.
1: Fifty-seven years old. So what would you tell we, we have so many Special Olympics athletes just all over the world who thinks that it's only for young people, that there's an age limit, but there's no limit, right?
3: Special Olympics Minnesota has a young athletes program from ages two to seven, where they learn how to Learn the board skills and how to get along with each other. At age eight, you can start competing in the sports like bocce ball and bowling. And later on, any other sport you want to try?
1: I love it. There's there's really no limit. I encourage everyone to check out specialolympics.org so you can go state by state and figure out what programs, what sports, what programs are available to you. Uh, Caitlin, you've been in special olympics for about about 10 years now and you talked about the sports that you've participated in what would you 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 say or or share to folks who maybe are scared to 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 kind of dive in the way you have what would you say to people about just having fun with special olympics
2: just try every sport and see which one fits you it could be like soccer it could be like softball bowling cheerleading, track and field.
1: Is there one sport that you now play or have played, Caitlin, that you didn't think that you would be good at, but now you have so much fun?
2: Actually, probably basketball. I remember being little and I couldn't shoot at all. And now I can shoot. No, I can sh- shoot the ball
1: now. Okay. So you're a combination of Michael Jordan and Steph Curry at the same
2: time. I guess.
1: Yeah, I, well, I said it. So I, I, you don't guess. I know. And that's amazing. Dave, I want you to leave everyone with some some final words here as we wrap up. Just talk about what Special Olympics has meant for your life and for the people around you.
3: Special Olympics has meant a lot to me. I also volunteer with law enforcement officers in Minnesota and with uh, the family, extended family being the officers and my family is supportive of me. The officers that I get to meet and people in the media are great. And it's All in all, it's a great experience. Talk about
1: a little that support that you've received from law enforcement? How does it feel to know that they're also behind you and supporting?
3: It feels very good. They came to be a unified partner. If you want them to be unified partners or I've had a family being unified partners in golf or bowling. But it's very important that uh, the law enforcement have your back because they volunteer at the state games and they just have fun giving out, handing out awards and stuff.
1: For anyone who's listening for the first time, and if they're not familiar with a unified partner, what does that mean? Who or what is a unified partner?
3: A unified partner is someone without an intellectual disability, and they can be anywhere from age eight up to my age. They can play golf with me or bowling or any other sports.
1: I love it. A supporter of the movement. Caitlin, what has Special Olympics done for you and your family?
3: Special
2: Olympics provided a place that we all are welcome. It also provided joy, courage and acceptance.
1: Joy, courage, acceptance. those are absolutely amazing values. those are those are lessons that we can all. Up on. I want to thank Caitlin and David for coming through and sharing their story, telling us to be brave. I want to encourage everyone and, and I'm going to even think about it now. I'm still kind of scared. I'm afraid I can't help myself. I want to encourage you to go to SpecialOlympics.org. You can click to get involved and you can locate your local program to go ahead and do the polar Plunge. My name is JR of the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I want to thank you for listening and checking out another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We have episodes dropping every single week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?